Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It was absolutely incredible. I've never been to the Iowa Fair, but I talked to the people that were there with the other candidates that were there before President Trump, and they said there was nowhere near the amount of people. Uh, You couldn't get through the crowds. There were that many people. Uh, It was absolutely amazing to see the support there. There was like 12 blocks of cars trying to get into the fair, and every one of these indictments that have occurred have made the president stronger, has made his poll numbers go up, because the American people see this for what it is, election interference, trying to take out the number one contender to take on Joe Biden, and they know that they're using and weaponizing the DOJ to go after President Trump. Is that why you brought impeachment proceedings or an impeachment article against President Biden? Because it was a bad idea, and you look like a damn fool, Representative Steuben, doing it. You look like a damn fool, completely out of step. Are you there to get a Republican Party that's focused, to get information, to win elections, or are you only about one guy? Because I'm interested in the former, not the latter. And if you're interested in the latter, you gotta go. You want to fight about this? Let's fight about this. This is a conversation about strategy. And you don't engage a strategy by willy-nilly, half-cocked, going off saying, let's impeach Biden. You engage in impeachment inquiry, and you slowly gather data. You slowly gather information. You're not in a rush. Is Biden a bad guy? You better believe he is. Did he know about his son's overseas business dealings? No doubt. Or maybe he doesn't remember, but he knew. Is he a shady individual? Is he a pompous, arrogant you-know-what? Yes. Did Republican Greg Stube of... Florida make a mistake in filing an inquiry and uh, filing impeachment articles of course he did he just told you the mistake there I am at the state fair everybody loves Donald Trump oh so you did it for him because that's the way it looks and I'm not interested in you doing things for a guy I'm interested in you doing things for a country maybe for your constituents that would be nice too for a guy Trump is getting railroaded every day of the week. Trump is getting railroaded on a multiplicity of subjects. And still, you keep your composure. You keep your cool. That's what you do. Be cool, honey bunny. Be cool. Don't you know how to do that? Don't you know how to fight properly? Nah. What does fighting properly mean when you can just go on Fox News and make a really emphatic statement about Trump and get liked by, you know, whoever on social media? Lord forbid you should actually have a strategy and win. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. I'm more than happy to take on all comers on this subject. Anybody filing impeachment uh, articles is wrong. When the impeachment comes, it will be proper, it will be focused, it will be damning, and it will be effective. You're not there yet. That's nothing to do with whether or not... That's nothing to do with whether or not I think the indictments against Trump are valid. They're not. Has nothing to do with whether or not I think the appointment of David Weiss as special counsel is nothing more than obstruction. Of course it is. 
There is no one who thinks that the David Weiss appointment as special counsel is up to snuff, except, of course, if you're Dan Goldman, uh, the Democrat, who is thrilled to throw himself on the on the sword for anything Biden related. It was right all along that he did have ultimate authority. And when he requested special counsel status um, because uh, the plea agreement has broken down and he may have to charge uh, Hunter Biden in outside of his own district, which he requires additional authority to do, he got it. Representative Dan Goldman is, I believe the expression used by the kids is a tool. He's a tool. This is a guy who was a lawyer for uh, one of the impeachments. He's now uh, the Democrat congressman out of New York. He is the guy who tried to sell you on the idea that Hunter Biden was only trying to sell the illusion of access. That's all. That's all uh, there was. It was just, and oh, every time that Joe Biden spoke to Hunter Biden Associates, it was just pleasantries. And I want to be very clear about one thing. Uh, He did describe that there were approximately 20 occasions over the course of their uh, nearly decade-long business relationship where when one of them called the other, um, that Hunter Biden would... uh, ask his father to say hello to whomever he was at dinner. He said there were sometimes when it was friends and sometimes when it was uh, potential business partners or business partners. But the witness was unequivocal and stated very clearly that they never discussed any business on that phone conversations. There were niceties and there was a hello and there we talked about the weather or whatever it was, but it was never any business. That's Dan Goldman. And now Dan Goldman wants to tell you that making David Weiss a special counsel into the Hunter Biden investigation is all fine. It's not. Now let's go back because this information got released on Friday and left people just stunned. What in the world am I looking at? What is this? You take David Weiss as the U.S. attorney in Delaware. And there was a conversation about whether or not he was able to bring charges against Hunter Biden uh, in, in another state. Well, there's a question there of whether Merrick Garland lied to Congress and others. Oh, yeah, of course you can. But where was the actual authority to do so? And this may have led to uh, statute of limitations running out in places. This goes along with what the IRS agents told us in the, these whistleblowers that the IRS and the DOJ were slow walking the investigation. They were so correct that even Jake Tapper had to admit that maybe uh, they were they were right. Maybe uh, those whistleblowers were right, and the IRS and the DOJ were slow walking the investigation into Hunter Biden. Of course they were. So now you take the, the, the this guy, David Weiss, and Merrick Garland then announces he has special counsel status. Well, that's pretty strange. Why in the world would you pick David Weiss? Because there is a problem. David Weiss is already a U.S. attorney, and there are rules. 
Well, it was a surprising pick, actually, and I'll tell you why. Number one, the Code of Federal Regulations provides that a special counsel, and I'm quoting, shall be selected from outside the government. I'm not editorializing. That's right in the code. So I'm scratching my head saying, why would they pick somebody who's in the government? But even if you were going to violate the Code of Federal Regulations, um, you would be much better advised to get somebody new, fresh set of eyes on the case. They didn't want a fresh set of eyes on the case. That's Doug Burns, former federal prosecutor. He's reading the, the, the code that you don't take a U.S. You, you don't create a special counsel from inside the government. David Weiss is the U.S. attorney for Delaware. That's inside the government. You go outside the government. Don't believe him? Go to Jonathan Turley over at Fox News. Well, the question is, why wouldn't you answer that question? I mean, you just gave great detail as to the scope of the investigation of Hunter Biden, and you won't tell the public whether the president's subject to that mandate. There's no reason for that. I mean, this is a point of clarity, because otherwise you're telling the rank and file we aren't necessarily going to investigate the president. There's still that sense of reluctance. And, you know, God help us if we have another special counsel. I mean, you're speaking to the only two D.C. lawyers who are not currently <laughs> serving as special counsels. Right, yes. I'm not either. The three they of us. We have a lock. Yeah. So it's, we're busy. Yeah, we're busy. So uh, the question is, you know, why wouldn't you expand the mandate? And why would you select this individual? I mean, the, the fact is he violated the statute by going outside the Department of Justice. That's happened before. But then he selected the person who was just accused by members of his own investigation team of a fixed investigation. And going back to Abby Lowell, it's like solving the mutiny on the bounty by making Captain Bly an admiral. It doesn't resolve the underlying concerns about your leadership. And I think that this is going to make it worse. And it's likely to fuel calls on the Hill to move forward with an impeachment inquiry. The impeachment inquiry should happen no matter what, Mr. Turley. A subject we discussed here that we were first to with William Jacobson of Legal Insurrection. We were first to it. It should be happening. The impeachment inquiry is the right step. But let's go back again. What the move from Merrick Garland was a political move. It doesn't show that the investigation is on the up and up. It shows that the investigation is anything but on the up and up. So why did it happen? Well, I discussed this in brief on Friday, and I was thrilled to actually get a series of emails from people. Uh, actually, they, they had um, come forward, or the emails came before I'd even gotten to talking about the subject. I just didn't see them till afterwards. And they were in the same place. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. It seemed obvious to the layman that the purpose of giving David Weiss, who had already been investigating uh, Hunter Biden and and very possibly um, not moving forward when he could have, was to be able to engage a level of obfuscation. Let's say the House engages an impeachment inquiry and they want to call all of these other people as witnesses. How many of them can now say, I'm sorry, that's part of an ongoing investigation. I can't talk about it. I'm sorry, it's part of the special counsel's ongoing investigation. I can't talk about it. I'm sorry, it's part of an investigation. I can't can't comment on it. The The investigation's ongoing. It's an ongoing investigation. How many times will we now hear that? Did Merrick Garland make the appointment, give the status of special counsel, 
so that others could benefit from a special counsel investigating and thus not answer the questions of Congress to be able to have a plausible out. Sorry, I know you gave me a subpoena, but, you know, I got this thing going on with the special counsel. I can't answer the question. I'm sorry. You can argue that the indictment of Trump is election interference, and I think you've got a fine argument. Although somebody gets indicted, somebody gets indicted, it's always, uh, uh, you know, an interference of some kind. It's always a pain in the butt. It's always taking away from something else. When you say that the trial is going to take place January of 2024 on January 2nd and the Iowa caucuses on January 15th, that's a real issue. A real issue. You know, maybe uh, if you're Trump, you're looking like, okay, I'm the whole news story. That means I'm going to have no problems in Iowa. Best of luck, uh, Ronnie D and uh, and Mike Pence trying to get anybody to talk to you when everybody's focused on me. But either way, it's an interference, right? Of course it is. Without question it is. But you've been indicted and the trial has to happen sometime. That's the argument of the judge. Uh, your, your politicking isn't the thing that I'm focused on. I'm focused on the court and I'm focused on uh, on the justice system being worked. That election interference, we can agree and disagree on and have all sorts of conversations uh, about. We can. Um, not about this. Once Representative Dan Goldman told you that the appointment of David Weiss as special counsel is is proof that the Biden uh, um, investigation is on the up and up, that's how you know the Biden investigation is not on the up and up. The minute he opened up his mouth, this fraud, this, this really low guy, Dan Goldman, the minute he opened his mouth and said, see, that proves that everything's great. That's how you knew he was full of it. Because this is the guy who told you that Biden was just on the phone to discuss niceties. Biden was on the phone so everybody knew that the deal was indeed in place. That was the signal. That was the tell. Only Dan Goldman doesn't understand what happened. No, wait, he totally does. Only Dan Goldman is willing to pretend like he doesn't know what's happening. Only. Dan Goldman. Of course, Joe Biden was involved every step of the way and knew what was happening, knew his son was selling access and didn't care. Joe probably thought he deserved it. And only Dan Goldman, when he tells you uh, that Devin Archer only thought that Hunter was selling the illusion of access, forgets to tell you that the illusion of access came from Dan Goldman's mouth, not Devin Archer's mouth. Dan Goldman made that all up. And only Dan Goldman, when Dan Goldman tells you that this investigation is on the up and up, you know that this is purposely shady to protect Joe and to protect Hunter and say to all Americans, screw you and your want to know the truth. The impeachment inquiry has to begin it doesn't matter what Democrats say. As a matter of fact, the first Republican who tells Dan Goldman while he's having some ridiculous conversation with CNN walks into his camera shot and tells him to shut up and that he's a worthless scum. 
that guy gets reelected with 100% of the vote. Or woman, because I'm equal opportunity. I'm Tony Katz. $200 million maintenance and renovation for the USS Boxer. It's an amphibious warship. And it's not seaworthy. Going back to the end of July, it was supposed to go to sea, but could not, according to Commander Arlo Abramson, spokesman for Naval Surface Force, because of ongoing maintenance issues, quote unquote. On $200 million ongoing maintenance issues. What, what possibly, what possibly... Is, is missing. What possibly can't get done? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The conversation of the Navy is one that you should always keep very, very top of mind. Now, this is the amount of ships as of 2021, military.com compiling 11 aircraft carriers, 115 surface combatants, 68 submarines. Oh, and then there's a whole question about how many submarines are actually active. 31 amphibious warfare ships, 8 mine warfare ships, 29 combat logistics ships, 33 in fleet support. That gives us 296 battle force ships in inventory and 251 that are active. 251. It's not enough. It's not enough. You can discuss the idea of having a an, an Air Force that is all drone. You can discuss the idea of robots going into the field and acting as, as Army personnel, if you will. You can't control the shipping lanes without ships. You can't move the product without ships. You cannot decimate the forces from a safe zone without the ships to launch the drones. You need a Navy. The Spanish Armada, the British Empire. How many more times does it have to be proven? You must have a Navy. We don't have it. We don't have it. Even when you take a look at the number 296, that number needs to be 340. We need to be fully stocked. We are 100, in my view, and the view of many others, under where we need to be. 100. And even if you argued we didn't need 340, why are we 45 under where we have? 45. Not 3, not 7, not 12. 45. And after $200 million, we can't get the boxer to see. The boxer, the same kind of ship as the USS Bonhomme Richard, which was set on fire while it was in dock getting repairs and is now a giant hunk of melted steel. Our military is in serious, serious need of rethink and get back to actual training and actual production that gets results. This is Tony Katz today. 
I'm very happy to see people talking about Biden and the Gold Star families. Gold Star families are those who have lost loved ones in, in, in battle. And the Gold Star families held um, a press conference, if you will, um, it was a congressional forum. I call it a press conference. Let's call it, let's use the right term. Uh, congressional forum. It was held by Congressman Darrell Issa, where testimony was given about how families felt misled and betrayed really by the Biden administration. 13 family, uh, service members killed outside the Kabul airport. This is the botched Af- uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, which wasn't necessary. Joe Biden is responsible. People want to debate this? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-GOT-TONY. You didn't have to withdraw the way you did. You didn't have to rush it the way you did. You could have done it safely. You could have respected our partners. You could have saved American lives. Biden failed. No communication between state and defense. No plan whatsoever. That's on the president of the United States. And no one got fired. So, you know. But these these families have been very clear that, that uh, Joe Biden was unbelievably rude that Joe Biden was uh, in in indecent. I mean, there's a woman who accused Biden officials of lying to her about her son's death. Now, it's possible that they didn't know, meaning officials told this woman that he died right away. Uh, people who were there said he actually was alive for a little while. That could possibly be not a lie, but rather this is the information that they had. But rudeness, being brushed aside, not being cared about. I thought Biden was just so wonderful. You understand that that Joe Biden is a pompous, arrogant son. And whatever the issues are, if we want to argue that it's some kind of dementia, people do get angry. You hear about these things a, a lot. Oh, we're not allowed to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. I'm just noticing something that people who have certain issues have the kinds of reactions that people like Joe Biden have. And then I'll let other people decide to square the circle and add the things up. But I'm happy it's being discussed. And the reason, of course, is obvious. If Biden's last name were Trump, this would be the only news story in America. And all we would hear about is how horribly Donald Trump treated the troops. It's all we'd hear. We wouldn't know another story. If we are going to live in the world where these are the stories that are important, well, then, damn it, these are the stories that are important. And I'm not going to have a mainstream media that um, that says to us, oh, no, 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 we, we don't discuss these things over here. That's, that doesn't look good for our, our friend. I don't, uh, I don't care about your friend. I care about data.
There's a story out from NBC. Hospitals struggling to find chemotherapy drugs, antibiotics, as drug shortage crisis escalates. Um, You could have talked to doctors a year ago, and they would tell you this is exactly the problem. They've been having a tr- they've been having trouble getting access to drugs for a year. People are living unnecessarily with pain. People are indeed dying because we don't have the drugs. What have we done to ramp up production here in the US or in other places? What have we done to build our safety and security? How is this not a subject? that Congress even begins to discuss. I didn't say it has to be the only thing they talk about. But when we take a look at what they do talk about, they don't seem to think they don't seem to talk about things that are about where we are, where we live. I must say that while I I I I am when it comes to the idea of impeachment, I believe Republicans need to be on the same page. When it comes to the idea of legislation, I think I would take a look at what the caucus says and be like, yeah, none of this matters, and focus on the things that do. I actually think you can bring people along. In, in, in the idea of running for Congress, which I, I won't lie, of course I've thought about it. And then you're like, yeah, but you won't be able to get anything done. The, 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 the methodologies, the, the total lack of caring about subjects but rather things that get you the most opportunity to clicks, likes, and re-election. How does focusing on having antibiotics in hospitals not get you re-elected? How is that remotely possible? Who's in your way? Is it production? Is it the hospitals themselves? Is it the FDA? Well, let's start calling people out as, as necessarily as we must. Let's not worry about re-election. I swear to you, if I, if I ran for office, the last thing I would worry about is re-election. If I, I have always figured Congress, I would do three terms, Senate twice. And I don't... Man, the, the Senate guys just seem to be completely at odds with, with rationality. They, they, they do. It, they, they, the Senate dudes seem to have a real disdain for the voter. The House guys certainly have more people who are radicalized, uh, especially on the left as we see it. Um, but they, they have a disdain for people they disagree with. They don't necessarily have a disdain for their own electorate. The Senate, seem, they seem to have a disdain for their own electorate. That's the way it looks to me. Oh, but yeah, like, like three terms, maybe two, done, good, thank you. Good night. And just throw punches. What does it matter? If you say to me you can't run because you won't get anything done, then the only thing left to do is throw punches. Try to get some piece of your thing uh, accomplished. Then that's the punch. We're going to make sure we're creating antibiotics in the U.S. We're going to get rid of these nine regulations to make sure we have antibiotics in the U.S. I don't care who you're funded by. I'm going to tell people that you want kids to die. Just do me a favor. Let's make more antibiotics in the U.S. That's it. I mean, it seems seems simple. It seems very, very, very simple. 
Like, for example, um, the Ozempic stories. I have no issue with Ozempic. Um, For a while, like I was just about four years ago, five was before COVID. I couldn't tell you what was wrong with me, but I was not okay. I could not tell you physically what was wrong with me. Um, that I, I, I was pre-diabetic. I wasn't eating sugar. I don't know why I was gaining weight like crazy. I lack of sleep. I don't know why I, I, my sleep was off. I couldn't tell, don't know why. And I started seeing doctors about it. I'm like, this is not okay. I don't know what's going on, but this can't be good. And one of my doctors prescribed Ozempic. And I did it for a while and then didn't do it for, for a year. Um, and, and it took away. I mean, that wasn't five years ago. It was just a couple years ago. Uh, and you hear the story. Now, Ozempic's real goal is to, is to um, you know, certainly it does engage some weight loss, but it, you got you to you stabilize sugars and bring down your A1C and, and do those kinds of things. Right, so that's how it gets uh, applied in, in in a medical sense, um, and the people who've been taking it have been losing weight. Wagovi is another one; they're losing weight. Um, and what you learn is that people who take these medicines lose weight, and the answer is. Uh, it, it's it. Biology is real. Biology is real, and it isn't just well. Eat a salad. One of the most important things about weight loss is that what works for some is not works for all. There is no one size fits all. And the people who were screaming at you like those fools on The Biggest Loser were the biggest losers. There's no doubt if you segregate yourself from society and you work out 12 hours a day and you have nutritionists formulating for you a meal plan, chances are you will lose weight. In the real world, that's much different. And we don't care what the influencers say. Congratulations, you have abs. That's your business. Some people are computer engineers. That's their business. You know what gets sacrificed? Their abs. If you ask me what I need more from my computer engineer, abs or a working system, it's a working system. I don't give a damn about their abs. <laughs> their, their abs are meaningless. But haven't we proven that uh, the, the, the medicines do the job and that it isn't, it isn't about, oh, you just don't have the will to do it. It is biological. Isn't that it? Haven't we proven it? This is, is a conversation that you could apply to COVID, for example. There is no doubt that vaccines hurt some people. No doubt. But there is also no doubt that COVID hurt some people. Well, Tony, it killed a lot of people. Well, the amount of people that it killed de facto versus being applied to existing comorbidities it's the existing comorbidities and COVID that created issue and yes, created deaths. But there are issues associated with long COVID. 
And I think it's important for us to be connected to two things at the same time. Forcing vaccines on people was a sin. And the people who did it should be damn well ashamed of themselves. They should never once have a moment's rest and they should never think that they're decent. Any CEO that forced their employees to get a COVID vaccine is an unworthy CEO and companies should seriously consider dropping them. Well, we did what we thought was right. Eh, so did Chris Licht. That's the former CEO of, uh, of CNN. So did the chick from Theranos. She did what she thought was right. Lying to everybody under the sun and hoping no one would notice. You're a CEO who forced your employees to get vaccinated or be fired, lose their careers, lose their livelihoods. There's no place in civil society for you. You're an awful, awful, awful person. COVID does have, for some people, long-term effects. Long COVID. There are people who will tell you they don't taste things the same. Food does not taste the same. They don't smell the same. They're not making it up. Let's not say, oh, that's not real. Of course it's real. Be honest. There are people who have breathing issues from long COVID. Exhaustion issues. They're, they're, They're real. And there is something called venous insufficiency and acrocyanosis in long COVID. That's a study. That study translated is there's an unusual case of a long COVID patient's legs turning blue after 10 minutes of standing. It's a uh, pooling of blood in the legs. They're not. Um, they're not. What's the word I'm looking for? They're not pumping through the way they should. These people aren't making it up. These people aren't uh, doing it for the attention. People who are overweight and have worked out, have done this, that, and the other, and can't lose weight. They're not lazy people. In the same way, it can be stated that somebody who uh, weighs 300 pounds and says, you have to love me for who I am and, and just accept me. Well, I don't have to do anything. And oh, by the way, it's not healthy. We shouldn't glorify it. If you're five foot three and 300 pounds, as uh, the rich men of rich, uh, uh, north of Richmond, that song that Oliver Anthony wrote, it's taken over America. If you're 503 and you're 300 pounds eating the fudge rounds, yeah, you're not healthy. And no, I'm not going to celebrate you. You haven't done a damn thing to try and take control of your life. It's gross. Not celebrating gross. I'm recognizing that there are people who have tried to lose weight, have had very little success. There is a biological conversation here. We should note that. And we should note that there's things happening with COVID that have had a real long-term effect on people. Forcing vaccines was never the answer. COVID's effects? We don't even know the half of it yet. I'm Tony Katz. You know, we did great in 2016. We won. We did much better. I hate to say this. We did much better in 2020. The election was rigged. So we'll be back. We are not taking any chances. We're way up in the polls in Iowa and all over the country. We're up by over 50 points. That's a lot, but we don't want to take any chances. We'll be back. 
That is Trump in Iowa saying the election was rigged. Okay. Okay. Well, it certainly keeps uh, the supporter happy. I don't think it brings anybody new to the table. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, good to be with you. Uh, we'll get into um, the uh, the election uh, later this week. Um, not doing it every day. It, it just, it, it, it'll destroy us. If we do presidential election stuff every day just to do it, what's the point? When something happens, when something gets said, we'll go over it. I do think it's interesting that DeSantis wants Bob Iger to drop the lawsuit, drop the company's political retaliation lawsuit, this about the special tax district. Your competitors do very well here. Universal SeaWorld, they have not had the same privileges uh, you have. So just, uh, you know, stop suing the state of Florida. I think it's an interesting thing. This is going to air, I think it airs tonight at 7 on CNBC. Very interesting. And also, I'll I'll get into it tomorrow. Um, I saw a series of people talking about the fact that Trump was very tired in Iowa and left early because he was too tired. But I haven't seen that as a national story. I got to go back and check, see if those people are just people who don't like Trump. But is there anything to that? Has anybody heard that? Because it would matter because Trump's never tired. This is Tony Katz today.